All right. It looks like I'm live. Woo! Go team. And apparently being ultra low latency on YouTube means diddly squat. Still within the first little bit here. So trying to be careful with the word choices here because, you know, after this is done, I clip it up and I don't want to get in trouble on the YouTubes, but welcome everybody to the Joe's Disco Podcast, where we are talking about the Nico LeCastro Fandom Survey, the 2022 DGPT Championship on ESPN2, and the 2023 Disc Golf Network Live Media Plan. We got plenty to talk about here, but before I get into that, I need to tell you about our lovely sponsor, Log. What rolls downstairs? A loner in Paris rolls over your neighbor's dog. What's great for a snack and it fits on your back? It's Log, Log, Log. It's big, it's heavy, it's wood. It's better than bad, it's good. Everyone loves a log. You're going to want it, Log. Come on and get your log. Log from Blamo. Now, I am going to be kind of checking back and forth here with the different um, streams that I have going live here. Supposedly, I'm on Twitter, but, like, not really. I know last time I was like, yeah, Twitter, it sucked ass. And it kind of still does. But apparently, I'm on there. Who knew that? It's on there. It's a live broadcast on Twitter. It's going all right, except it's not. Because I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, yes. Oh, uh, Barbarian Stronghold Disc Golf said, I found out that the Disc Golf Network won't be streaming the final round uh, uh, for free on YouTube anymore. I'm pretty sad about that. I guess I'll go back to Jomez for me. Jumping the gun here, man. That is like the final topic. Dude, are you reading my show notes ahead of time? Jerk. I love you, man. It's okay. It happens. I know. That's one of the big topics there. Got plenty to talk about, including something fun, something new, a birthday present that finally came in. That won't. There we go. Turned on. Look at that. Hey, I look so pretty. It looks so good. You can find some great stuff on amazon here man you can find some great great stuff looks pretty good shocking relative price low relative i mean it's still you know it's an led they say it's an led neon sign i was like dude get get it right it's it, it can't be both it cannot be both but it's led so i'm not too worried about it breaking but ta-da i feel so so happy for it. I'm so nice. I'm so, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. It's a great day. It's a fantastic day. I started working out again as a sidebar here. And um, I worked out right before this stream here. Don't worry, I showered. Thankfully, YouTube has not figured out smell-o-vision yet. And um, yeah, it is. Uh, I, I'm on that. Uh, got the endorphins running. That's for sure. If you haven't worked out in a while, I highly recommend it. You should also check out the uh, sister channel to this, uh, Disc Golf Healthy. Working on it there. Working on it. Again, I know I say this all the time. Solo Projecto Uno Persono Espanol No Bueno Surfeza Fria, por favor. That's, how, that's what I know. 
and Dundas style banyo. There we go. Where is the bathroom? Give me a cold beer. You know, you might need both at the same time. I don't know. Yeah, don't drink the water, man. Don't drink the water. Working on plenty of stuff here. You might have seen on Twitter. There's also some other fun jazz out there. Working on some soundproof movie poster panel thingies. They look awesome. Come out with a little basement studio home tour thing here going on after that's all cleaned up and wife approved. You know how it goes. But uh, they're not even hung up yet, but I have set them across for me. And holy mackerel, they have cut down on the echo for me. I have tuned the microphone and the OBS and all that fun jazz. So, you know, you guys don't hear it, but it bugs the hell out of me. Uh, I actually got out to play disc golf, too. I don't know if you guys did, but there was an absolutely gorgeous day here. Uh, First round in about three months. I posted that on Instagram, give or take. And um, yeah. It was fantastic. Played the local Mastodon course from Blacks to the A position. The easiest setup for that course by far. One of the relatively easier courses in Fort Wayne. After that, though, like if they move at B's and you play gold, woof, woo that is a tough layout. Managed to go eight down with no second shot. Well, I did take a couple extra shots off the tee, but I always played my first. I always played the first and wherever that one landed. I just wanted to see. Uh, I got tree blocked a few times, twice actually, on uh, what looked like ace runs from where I was at. One of them was a 350 foot par three. Beautiful forehand line. Got my sheriff out there, went, it kind of flipped up, started riding to the left, coming in. And I was like, hey, that's looking good. That's looking real good. That's looking thunk. And it lands right next to the basket. I mean, it was a tap in birdie. It was great, but. You know, come on, what could have been? On top of that, there's another hole, backhand shot, beautiful. It was like a 175-foot-ish hole, give or take. Short hole, tight tunnel, whole way, beautiful. Looked like it, from my perspective, looked like, again, it was going in. Hit the tree right in front of it, knocked it down. Rolled almost OB, because there's a path, an OB path there. And I was like, are you kidding me? From almost an ace run to almost OB. Thanks, Disc Golf. I've missed you for three months. Getting my hopes up and slapping them down right there. But overall, eight down, very happy. Very happy with that, all things considered. Had a bunch of circle two looks. Actually, one of the things that I was surprised that I lost during this time was my form actually improved, believe it or not. Maybe that's because I'm not thinking about it as much. And maybe that's my recommendation for some of you out there. If you are working on your form too much, thinking about your form too much, take a month off, you know, up in the Midwest. That's not a hard thing to do between November and March to take three months off. It really is not, uh, depending on the way the weather goes, that's for sure. But very excited, very happy. Form felt good. My touch was off. My touch was so far off. I was like, all right, I'm going to throw this one here. It's going to be beautiful gonna be great through the line i wanted like 80 feet short i was like okay okay next hole next hole i got this one i got this one 60 long like okay all right my touch is just gone gone i believe that's a woody sounding word gone i guess that's gonna be enough banter for that and I'm going to have to remember to download this from YouTube so I can 
the audio from it because I forgot to hit record. Go me. If the audio sounds weird for you, podcast listeners, later on, I apologize. I have done the best I could with what I had. We're going to get into this. UltiWorld has been doing this whole thing, their uh, fandom survey that they did. I'm assuming this is for only their subscribers. They had about a thousand respondents um, to this. I, I don't remember exactly. It's been a while. They put out a bunch of different stuff. You know, favorite players overall, Kristen Tatar, number one favorite player overall. MPO, FPO, doesn't matter. Then you had, uh, you know, other things like comparing these people versus those people. Then you had the most recent one was Ricky versus Paul, which, eh, whatever. Meh, whatever. Uh, I don't really care either way. I I love them both equally as if they were my children, except uh, Paul, I think, is a year-ish younger than me, and Ricky's just a couple years younger than me. Then, so it's like, uh, I love them like brothers, which means I should hate them. I don't know. I didn't have brothers. I had sisters. Anyway, here we go. Quick summary of what they talked about there. A survey was conducted to figure out the fandom scores of different disc golf players including nico lacastro everyone's favorite player i might have editorialized that last part the survey found that lacastro had the lowest fandom score shocking averaging 3.26 among all respondents this was a 1 to 10 survey 1 means you absolutely hate the person 10 means marry me now i will do anything for you for the rest of your life however 10 percent of the respondents gave at least an eight, with seven saying they were his favorite player. The survey aimed to figure out what makes the respondents root for the bad boy of disc golf. The survey found that 85% of LaCastro fans, so like, you know, what is that, uh, six of them, uh, are fans of the player because of personalities and love LaCastro's passion. I will give him that. He is a very passionate dude. Very, very passionate, for better or worse. That's just who he is. The fans of LaCastro are older and remember his best seasons, more religious and spiritual, and less likely to buy merchandise related to their favorite players. That's pretty interesting. The older part doesn't surprise me. Uh, LaCastro's been touring since the 2000s, like since 2000, I believe. He's one of the people who's been on tour the longest, consistently. So not surprising that people who are older like him more because you know he's been good for a long time he uh one of the fun facts that they put in there was that he has won two tournaments in every decade this century and this millennium that's pretty solid that's pretty crazy too to to really think about it he's won at least two between 2000 and 2009 two in 2010 to, tw to 2019 and then to at least two since 2020. The fans are of LaCastro are less left-leaning compared to the average respondent, and the right-wing respondents gave LaCastro a higher fandom score than the left-wing respondents. I don't know. I think that's kind of interesting. I really don't give a crap about politics in sports. In fact, I would love it if you kept politics out of sports, period. Doesn't matter which way you go on that one. I really don't give a shit. Just, I want you to throw that piece of plastic at that metal basket. I want you to throw that oblong ball to the guy that's standing in the end zone. I want you to throw 
shoot the basket, shoot the round leather ball into the metal hoop. That's all I care. That's it. Are you the best at doing that? Well, for the teams I follow, none of them are the best at doing that. Love the Bears. Love the Bulls. Love the Hawks. Love the Sox. Ugh. Eventually, maybe I will see a winning season again. Justin Fields, I love you. The survey also found that LaCastro fans in general give more positive fandom scores than the average respondent, and that Joel Freeman had the second lowest fandom score after LaCastro and received the biggest boost from LaCastro fans. I find that pretty entertaining. Um, I think that was probably due to an unfortunate survey design, but I'll have to get back to you on that one. Uh, Jake says, I think the survey shows Ricky's childlike energy sells more than Paul's stoic energy. Uh, I am a Ricky guy personally because uh, him running halfway down the fairway taunting Dickerson was awesome. Yeah, I, you know, it's two very different styles of disc golfers, essentially, or, or professional athletes where Paul Macbeth is more of a traditional I'm not going to ruffle any feathers. I'm going to be the straight-laced good guy. The Michael Jordan, essentially. When Michael Jordan in his heyday, he was the straight-laced good guy. Nothing. You know, everybody loved him. Everybody, like, no one could hate him. They had to try to find something. And eventually they did. I highly recommend you watch Last Dance on Netflix or, I mean, it was on ESPN originally. It was awesome. Where Ricky's more like a less frantic Nico. And I mean that in the best way possible. He wears his emotions on his sleeves. He goes, he's just running. He's excited. He loves playing. He's just outgoing. He's just like you said, he's got that childlike energy. I think that's probably the best way to put it. So Nico's low fandom score uh, among all the respondents. I think that's crazy that he was averaging a 3.26 and 10% people, eight of them, uh, or seven of them scored him at an eight or better as their favorite player. That's, that's ridiculous. That's crazy. I mean, I, I figured he would be, after I found out who was on the survey list, I was not surprised that he was in last place, essentially. Uh, but it's, it's kind of cool to see that. His, his crazy outbursts are kind of the thing that either attracts or repels it's the it's the he's the kind of player that you're going to love or hate there's going to be no middle ground um i say that as i think i am kind of in the middle ground with him i think he's fun to watch i'm not a fan but i don't hate the guy i'm still rooting for him to hopefully have made a, a mental turnaround for this upcoming season i really do i really hope that he's turned it around he is a prolific disc golfer he doesn't get the attention the way that paul or ricky does or anybody else but he has been around he's a winner and he was having a pretty solid 2022 season before um shit just got real at european open i think that's probably the best way to put it he uh he had some issues but again, I think he is going, I think he's going to get past that. I think things are going to get better. I really hope that, you know, he does get better. It isn't too surprising that he is attracting the older people. Uh, the G milfs, if you would, you know, 
those those people uh or g dilfs you never know you never know and given that he is big into the spirituality of it all his uh crystal stuff and all of that jazz i think that's the nice way to put it not surprising that it attracts people of a similar mindset to be completely honest again not my cup of tea i am religious but i'd say it's a more of a traditional religious thing not so much the crystals and chakras but hey if that's your jam go for it i'm not gonna stop you i don't care live and let live man live and let live uh Let's see. Uh, I saw that the youngest DGN viewers like Reiki, which shows the direction of the sport. Yeah, it's not surprising. Um, also, with, most, with, with the way that most people kind of got into the sport with the COVID boom and with seeing Ricky out there and doing all that, you know, Ricky had a couple good strings of tournaments there. He is so much better. He has practiced at interviews. If you watched him back when he was with Latitude, Oh my God, it was like pulling teeth. It was, it was bad. He was bad at interviews. Now, whatever practice he's done, whether that's just getting in front of the camera in general, it is far better. It is so much better than, than it was before. Oopsies. Good news, bad news. The sign is touch sensitive and I accidentally touched it. Um, I touched the butt. It was a really big butt. So it was it was interesting. Um, one of the fun things there, too, was that uh, the people who give Nico a higher score generally averaged higher for everyone else as well. So that was entertaining in that, um, I guess, they kind of give people the benefit of the doubt. They see everyone with rose-tinted glasses. So they're out there. They're giving people kind of, you know, the, hey, good job, buddy. Hey, buddy, good job. I'm not your friend, guy. I'm not your guy, buddy. <sighs> oh, yeah, I'm, I'm digging into it. I've got that runner's high, basically, and a little bit of whiskey is a treat. It's going to be a good show. So, a couple discussion questions from the producer. One, what do you think about the reasons behind LeCastro's band's support? I think I covered that one pretty well there. Pretty entertaining. Uh, how do you think the demographics of LeCastro fans affect their support for him? I think they remember the good old days, for the most part. Generally speaking, like I said, they're an older group. So they're watching him somehow through random YouTube clips in the early 2000s, early 2010s, before Jomez was really a thing, before Jomez was probably old enough to be a thing. Let's be honest here. Relatively, relatively young guy. And uh, yeah, I don't think he could have been allowed to sign up for a YouTube account without lying. If we're going to be honest, back when Nico started touring. So people found him somehow. Um, he is a very dynamic player. You can't deny that. He is definitely a very dynamic player that, for better or worse, that's what he is. Um, he will let you know how he feels. And doesn't give a crap. Otherwise. <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry. What do you think about the political alignments? Don't care. I really don't care. Political, like I said, keep politics out of my sports, please. And that's all I care. You know, 
you do you do you on your own time, but uh, when you're out on the course, please just talk about disc golf and how you're trying to get better or what happened. What do you think about the quotes from the respondents? Oh, uh, apparently the uh, Mr. Producer here forgot to include the quotes. That son of a bitch. Let's see. Let's go ahead and... Ugh, of course. There we go. Quotes, quotes, quotes. Nicola Castro and Avery Jenkins were the first pros I ever watched and followed, so they're, they get my favorite title. All right. Makes sense. Kind of what I was saying before. Uh, Nico was my favorite when I first started following the pro scene. Nico, he is crazy, but so fun to root for. The soul surfer of disc golf. Yeah, I, yeah, I kind of agree with that one. He is definitely a unique dude. Unique New York. Nico expresses how passionate he is about the sport. Yeah. Uh, and puts his heart and soul into the, into, into it more than the other players. Yeah, uh, mm, I think he's more vocal about it than the other players. I think, uh, going back to Paul Macbeth, his stoic nature, I would be hard-pressed to find someone who ranks consistently in the top two, if not always, almost always number one in the world on the men's side. If he doesn't have the same kind of passion. He just keeps it in that stoic stone face that he is kind of known for, basically. So there is that. And Nico is a good role model. Oh my God, that's, a, that's my favorite quote. That is my favorite quote. I want to interview the man or woman who said that. Nico is a great role model. I, I, I'm going to disagree. I'm going to respectfully disagree with that one. There are good qualities about him. However, there are several qualities about keeping his emotions in check that, um, yeah, he needs to definitely just like rein it in a little bit. And I think that would be, I think that would be, uh, a much better option there. Cause, uh, yeah, I, 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 I didn't, I don't think he is a good role model. But hey, that is what it is. But you know who else loves to model things? ESPN2. Check out that segue. That was a fantastic segue. 2022 DGPT Championship on ESPN2. I'm going to be honest with all of you here. I did not get a chance to watch it. My in-laws have DVR'd it for me, and I should be able to watch it either tomorrow. This would be Saturday the 11th or Sunday the 12th, one of those days, I should be able to watch it. But AltiWorld did a great little write-up there. I swear to God, I'm not sponsored by them. They do their own competing podcast. So the 2022 Disc Golf Pro Tour special broadcast on ESPN2 on Sunday drew 123,000 viewers and a .04 rating with adults aged 18 to 49, according to Showbuzz Daily. That's a website that looks at all this stuff. Uh, the viewership was up more than double from the 2021 broadcast, but down about half from the 2020 broadcast. The Disc Golf Pro Tour communications director, Charles McCracken, McLovin, said that they are pleased with the partnership with ESPN and are excited about the potential to expand into 
in, further into the future. The 2023 broadcast was the 94th most watched broadcast on cable TV on Sunday and the fourth most watched broadcast on ESPN2 behind men's and women's college basketball. We're behind women's college basketball. Woof. Woof. The ratings for a niche uh, for niche content like disc golf on cable television are largely driven by when and where they air and disc golf's ratings have been in line with the standard ESPN2 programming in those time slots. Well, I'm glad they decided to not put disc golf up against football on a Sunday afternoon because that's what happened last year and the ratings were garbage. They were horseshit. It was awful. So uh going real quick back to this uh just because live content and just going back to the Nico thing real quick. Uh Jake says Nico does nothing right on the course. He looks for flex lines and throws Anheuser forehands by default and rips over every backhand. I love the flight of his shots. Morally, I don't care. Yeah, no. I yeah. Yeah, I give it. Uh I'm a big forehand player, force flex hands and all that stuff. Uh any lines all day. Backhands getting much better at that. Getting getting much much better at my backhands. But going back to ESPN Two, the dose. Um, it was definitely up, which is good. But uh, you know, they had a prime slot in 2020, where it was a Sunday. No, it was a weekday evening, uh, Thanksgiving week, if I remember correctly. It's like Tuesday or Wednesday with nothing on. Compare like nothing to compete against. They weren't going against college basketball. I don't know who was playing. But it was Sunday night, so it was a decent game, but not like a a massive game. So good on them for not like, you know, trying to put it up against, say, Duke, North Carolina. That would be a stupid move. But then again, this is the same group of people that decided to put it on against football. (sighs) Yeah, I just... Lissai. Just 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 why? That's about all I can say there. It was it was it was bad. So seeing that it was up double this year from last year makes sense. Seeing that it was down from two years ago. One, Thanksgiving week. Two, that was the height of the Rona. And well, everybody really didn't go out and do much. So there's a lot more TV watching and um streaming and everything like that. So the partnership between the Pro Tour and ESPN is continuing to go strong. It looks like things are going to be progressing from there. They're looking forward to expanding. So does that mean we will see live disc golf on ESPN? Probably not. What about ESPN2? Yeah, I doubt it. Uh, The technology required and the technology that is um, they would have to invest in to do TV broadcast, ridiculously expensive and not worth it, in my opinion. They'd be better off, you know, having renting that kind of equipment or uh, bring in an outside company. I wonder how that would go. <laughs> Big money skins. Sorry. I had something in my throat there, uh, but it would be good. I think getting it on like ESPN plus 
would be a good idea. Getting it on their streaming service, getting it on there, that should be a relative cakewalk. They have all the equipment. They're already good at streaming. They do their own disc golf network thing. What I would worry about, what I'd be concerned about, is that they would end up paywalling off things behind the ESPN Plus subscription. And if they do that, they're going to lose a lot of viewers because what you're going to end up getting is people like you're not going to get on ESPN plus. They have a ton of content. It's a huge network. They have a ton of content. You're not going to get people. I'm not going to sign. I don't have an ESPN plus account. I'm not going to pay for ESPN plus to watch a little bit of disc golf. No, not happening. Not happening. No way. Jose. So there's that. There's, there's some fun stuff there that I think could be a good benefit to disc golf there. I think getting on ESPN2, getting the disc golf content out to a different demographic, because let's be honest, it's an older demographic that watches cable TV in general. That's, that's just a given. That's like, you know, the under... 35s under 40s you know we're streaming everything so i don't know how much was watched there but that also gets it to people who may not know what disc golf is it's kind of funny when i talk to people like yeah I'm like yeah they're like you know what do you what do you do i was like oh you know i do this and i also run a a disc golf podcast and a disc golf youtube channel they're like what what are you talking about you know yeah here you go this is it um i don't really uh jake says i don't really care about espn besides the ufc my complaint is that the All-Star Weekend tries to be the uh, to be in Super Bowl day. Uh, I don't even watch football, and I know that's dumb. Yeah, they did the draft earlier today. I had planned on it. Like, I was getting all ready. I was getting excited. I was getting close because I, I thought it was going to be like last year where it was the draft and then the skills and then the match play and all that. You know, it was the whole rigmarole, the whole thing. And then I was like, yeah. I'm going to do the draft. I'm going to do a um, companion stream where, so I don't get in trouble, you know, I'll watch it, tell you guys to watch it and commentate over the top of it because good Lord, it was boring as hell last year. It was awful. I'm sorry. Like I, I like the all-star idea. I think it's a good idea. I think it's going to get better this year. I haven't watched the stream, but that was so terrible. The pros were like, yeah, I'm taking this person. I'm taking this person. I'm taking this person. I'm taking this person. The end. Like, that was it. The MC was just kind of like, eh. Eh. Okay, we're done. Come on, man. That, what, what's going on here? What's going on here? Which brings me into another thing that just popped into my head here. Before we get into the Disc Golf Network Live media plan, we're going to talk about Ricky's In The Bag video. Um, I didn't like it. I watched it and there was some, it felt like this weird cross between watching his in the bag and a tutorial video, but it wasn't good at either. It was nice to see him explain like, Hey, you know, I have my orbit felon and I have my ice felon and they're two different things basically. And this is how they fly. This is how this one flies. The orbit is less stable it's a straighter flight and finishes like this. My lucid ice one, beefcake, all the way over like that. Okay, great, cool, awesome. 
Love it. It explains a lot. That explains why I bag a couple felons and a couple justices. Just I, I believe they're called. Um, uh, Barbarian Stronghold Disc Golf said that the draft was the same as you described. Woo! Cool. I'm glad I didn't watch it then because it seemed like a waste of time. I will try to uh, come up with winners and losers for the draft. We'll see. I don't know. I know it was Team Ricky, Team Paul, and then the women's side. I don't remember who, to be completely honest. I don't remember. Um, but yeah, uh, going back to the Ricky in the bag thing, it was not great. It left me wanting a tutorial video and an in the bag video. And it just, it didn't satiate either, in my opinion, where I think what they could have done to make this, and this is just my personal opinion, this is my, my personal taste, you could have liked it, but I think what could have helped it was do a more traditional shoot, a traditional A-roll in the bag, Ricky mic'd up, pulling out, you know, his felon, his rive, his whatever, saying this is this, this is this, this is what I use, cut to B-roll of the discs in flight. After he's thrown it and going like, yes, this is my felon. It flies straight and does this. And they cut to the B-roll while he's talking and it flies straight, finishing to the right on a backhand. Explaining why he throws a turnover backhand on certain holes instead of a forehand. Because if he overcooks it, you know, he doesn't have to worry about the water and he could show like, this is why I throw this rive and so on and so forth. But that's, that's maybe me nitpicking. Um, but, you know, that is what it is. It is what it is. So, uh, I guess we'll get into our last topic. The 2023 Disc Golf Network Live Media Plan. DGN has announced its live media plan for the 2023 season. Will feature an increase in the volume of live content for subscribers. The new plan includes expanded coverage of all DGPT Silver events and select PDGA EuroTour events. We talked about that last time. Uh, and how they're following Paul. I mean, they coincidentally went to Europe while Paul was going there, uh, which will be exclusively available on DGN. The 2023 season will introduce a new show called Tournament Central, which will provide highlights, player interviews, and analysis for Elite, Elite Plus, and playoff events, as well as the majors. The show will be will add a minimum of an hour 45 minutes of live content each day, in addition to the standard broadcast. That is not that bad of an idea. Um, we are getting closer to normal sports. I mean, turn on football, basketball, baseball, whatever. You've got the pregame show. There's a halftime show when appropriate. Obviously, no halftime show in baseball. And then you've got the postgame show. So they're going to do all of that now. They're going to do a pregame for FPO. Do some kind of weird half in between FPO roundup and MPO preview and then MPO roundup at the end there. So the DGN subscribers can expect live coverage for over 35 events. That's a lot of stuff, including nine events in Europe and with the potential for more later in the year. The network will stream 240 rounds of live disc golf between MPO and FPO, a full day's coverage with Tournament Central. Holy crap, that's a lot of stuff. Uh, I had an issue with Ricky throwing the Raider in a flex line. He would never do in tourney play. Uh, then there was a Rive on a Heiser, which we know he would do 
and parked the hole. Yeah. Which he knew he would throw. Oh, sorry. My bad. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. Oh, Ricky. You're so fun. You blow my mind. Hey, Ricky. The network will continue to broadcast all this. Uh, it's set to stream over 1,400 hours. That's about two months worth of coverage this year. You're going to spend two months of your life watching disc golf, potentially. There is a price bump, though, that you should be aware of. Um, the annual plan is now $129.99, while the um, monthly subscription has bumped a dollar to $12.99 you still get that 50% discount with your PDGA membership. I know some people talk about, they're like, it's totally worth it. It's $50 for a PDGA membership, not including the $2.50 that it costs in the processing fee. And it is, um, you save 50 bucks for, if you're a PDGA subscriber, it comes out almost even. If you play one tournament, you're ahead. The network will continue to broadcast all the Elite, Elite Plus, and playoff events, as well as the majors with your subscription. There'll be pay-per-view options for the European Open and USDGC. Uh, I was an idiot and a couple years ago paid for the USDGC coverage, and it was garbage. It was awful. You paid extra money for it, and just don't. Just get the standard package that comes with your DGN subscription if you already watch it. Trust me. It is not worth it at all, at all. Um, the coverage kicks off with the all-star event, uh, February 17th through the 19th, or you can watch the super bowl. And uh, yeah, I said that right. I'm trying not to get uh, the NFL up my butt. Uh, you can also follow the week after with Las Vegas challenge, the 23rd through the 26th. I'll have a preview show for that for Las Vegas challenge, not the all-star event kind of go through it but whatever uh you'll also get i believe it is there'll be featured holes for three broadcasts so static cameras worlds usdgc and mvp open uh you'll also there is a major change here as alluded to by barbarian stronghold disc golf that you will not not be able to watch final day coverage for free on youtube anymore you'll get first round coverage the first taste is free. After that, you got to pay. That's how it goes. That's how you get hooked. That, that's, that's how they do it. Uh, the subscription discount is done by 2024. Uh, in my opinion, for the PDGA members, says Jake Miller. I think they're going to sunset it. I wouldn't be surprised if it was for next year for the discount that um, it would be like 25 or 20% somewhere in there. Something where it's still going to be enticing, but not totally like, eh, worth it. And at that point, I'll have to kind of reconsider and look to see. I don't know. It, it's going to be interesting to see what the prices are going to be for next year. I get it that they're going to be including a lot more stuff. They had a lot more stuff in the off season, And that's about how I describe it is stuff. I didn't really watch it. I didn't really care for it. So I just you know, didn't waste my time, basically. Um, you'll get the free round. The expanded coverage of the Silver Tour. So these camera operators, these guys, these crews going around, that's going to be impressive. And I wonder if they're going to start using the Silvers as a training ground. And I wonder if you'll notice a step down in quality, sort of, 
in terms of they're training new camera operators. They're training new people in the trailer, in the studio, and new stuff like that. They're training other commentators at these silver events, trying to get them up to snuff so that when they go to do a major, to go do an elite event, elite plus event, that they'll be able to just go right in, no issues, no harm, no foul. We all get going, and we're all hunky-dory happy as can be. That's kind of my thought there. Silvers are going to be a training, training ground there. Who knows? Uh, the uh, Oh, and PDGA members, you'll still get the couple free tournaments. I forget what it was. USWDGC? Uh, I forget off the top of my head, and I don't have it written down here. I apologize for that. Uh, with the full year as a... Uh, the full year is 130, and the monthly is 112 a year so weird that they don't push the full year payment uh yeah i'm not i'm not sure it'll be interesting um um beer outdoors briggs says i like watching the final round on youtube for the comments in the chat i watch all the other rounds on dgn well you're not going to be able to do that now man they changed that they took that option away from you no longer get to watch it i like watching it on youtube just because it's a better interface let's be honest here the vimeo player that they use and this is a limitation of vimeo not necessarily dgn kind of sucks <laughs> it's it's it kind of really sucks but and the youtube interface is just better but that's just how it goes now that's just how it goes um Yeah, <laughs> Jake points out, those comments went away for a reason. We all know why. Yeah, yeah, we do. We do. It's because everyone's a jerk. This is why we can't have nice things. No, I really, no, I just, I thought the comments were hilarious. Some of them, <laughs> on an individual basis, I think some comments should not have been made, generally speaking. I think some of them were quite hilarious for various different reasons there. I think that about does it for the show. Unless anyone else has any questions, comments, concerns, or screams of pain, I think that about wraps it up. Otherwise, I'll kind of give this a few more moments here, trying to get more stuff up on the Joe's Disc Golf website. The shop is kind of back-ish, sort of. Um, yeah, it, it's getting it's getting there. Wait, um, um, so I'm streaming on YouTube, and Alaska is trending with some, some something I I don't want to say on stream, um. They are, Santa Claus is coming to town. There's one word in there that you will, you can spell a different way. I'll say that. Uh, thanks. Thanks for that. I don't know if this actually went out on YouTube or not, but, uh, or not YouTube. Clearly it's on YouTube. I'm talking to you guys. I meant Twitter, but whatever. So thank you all for watching. As always, I've been Joe. You've been awesome. And if you get a great tree kick, don't forget to thank Treesus. And if you get kicked deeper into the woods, 
Well, you need to repent and reflect because you have transgressed against Jesus. And I can't wait to see all of you in the next video.